Welcome to The Truth, The Music and Me, the podcast. The Truth, The Music and Me. I'm Tamara Stewart and I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you for joining us. You can drop us a line if you want to send us an email, podcast at tamarastewartmusic.com. So welcome to episode seven of The Truth, The Music and Me, the podcast. How does she fall asleep in my heart and how? Can't you see the outline that hanging such a long time? The photographs you took down. Episode 7 is Haunted House, and we're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. So Haunted House was co-written with Nikita Carmen, who is an ex-Australian, well, she's still an Australian, but she's living in Nashville, Tennessee, just like me, and we didn't know each other prior to the day we were booked to write a song together. So her publisher, Black River Publishing, down there on Music Row, booked me to write a song, booked the room, you know, and I walked in and we met for the first time. So as you can imagine, we connected quite quickly on a few pretty obvious similarities, both Australian. So we got to talk about going home and how often we go home and how hard it is to be away from home and how exciting it is to be in Nashville and we were obviously both in the music industry so we're connected on that level and being women in music I believe that there's another level of connection there as well for us both. Also as we started talking a little deeper into our stories I shared about having have had a a very long relationship a 12-year relationship that had ended and the life and the house that I'd left behind and how much I was missing the house, um, the home, that feeling, that sense of home, because I really did love the house that that I had prior to coming to Nashville. So we got to talking about emotionally how that affects you and what we leave behind and the essence of that uh, in what we miss and what is impossible to duplicate. And it's a little cliche to say, but it, it was more than a house. It really was a home. And it was a place that I had poured my blood, sweat and tears into, literally, because it was a renovator for us. So we had every intention uh, and did go through and pull every piece of timber out every door. I mean, for any renovators out there, uh, let me just say this was a renovator's delight. So I'm not going to list all of the <laughs> all of the physical stuff we had to do to that house, but I, rest assured, I did get my hands on pretty much all of that house. I know between the two of us, we definitely did. And I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life there. I thought that was the house I was going to see life out with, but it didn't roll out that way. There's a crack above the window in the hallway. The timber's kind of worn in the door. So that's the first line of the song. Those are the first couple of lines of the song. So you can see why we ended up starting there. Uh, It made so much sense to really, you know, (laughs) talk about the fact that I know that house like the back of my hand. So for us, we talked about our own feeling of as the next person to come into a relationship with the person that lives in the house (laughs) how would it feel lots of people do it it's it's done and it's done successfully and these feelings that we're talking about I'm sure eventually 
fade or do they in some cases possibly not uh but we were talking about that and just saying it would be really hard to walk into a life that was already established with all of the parts in place and all of the uh you know knowing how much that house had meant to the people that shared love and life in it before so this song isn't about the current situation um time has passed since then the actual person I'm singing this song to and having this song conversation with is no longer in the picture, so I can speak a little braver. Oh, and I wonder if it hurts that every step she takes I've taken first. And it feels so good to be able to say that stuff that normally we don't get to communicate, we don't get to have those conversations. And I'm amazed how many people relate to it. And I know I've said that a few times over the course of this podcast, but it genuinely, truly shocks me because I think as a creative and for any writers out there, maybe you learned this lesson a lot quicker than I did, but I would often try to write in a way that was relative to lots of people. So I would try to generalise and not be too specific to things Um and events that I was wanting to process in song. However, you know, I'm talking about past albums and and my career as a writer, so I would always find ways to make it more general because I would think that would widen the appeal. But it has blown my mind with this album that I'm writing my most literal, deepest, honest truth. My fears, my anger, my frustration, my longing, my sadness. And it's stuff that I've always been so afraid to share, to be so raw and vulnerable in the past. And I guess that's about being afraid of what people think of me, worried about people having opinions or judging my situation, judging the choices I've made. And, you know, it's like what I was saying about being worried about other people criticising me for doing this. I think for some people it's really scary to think about speaking their truth or they might be uncomfortable with my truth because of what it reflects in them. But like they say, what other people think of me is not my business and I know my intention and I can only stay in that space. And I'm grateful also for the people that come up and share their connection to the songs. And Oprah Winfrey made that amazing speech at the Golden Globes in 2018 where she said, speaking your truth is the most powerful tool we have. And it feels that way. So that's why I say with those of you that are emailing in and messaging, we we try to reply to all of you because... It just is really reassuring that I'm not the only one going through this. The people that are involved in my project aren't the only ones that are going through it, that you relate to it too and that we're all just trying to do our best. Did you tell about the day we braved the rain? Walked through, put our money down the next day and it was ours. It's not an inch of this place that I hadn't touched. Not a room where we You know, it's funny, I was just doing a little bit of math and trying to work out what it is about this house that I feel so, uh, not so much emotional about, but definitely connected to uh, for what it represents in my life. And it's not only about the relationship, grieving that and being comfortable with the fact that that person has moved on and welcomed somebody new and obviously sees no issue in replacing whatever role I thought might have been important at one time. So it's 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 that as well, 
um, that's part of it and kind of learning to feel whole without that part of my life. I mean, that's, that's essentially what um, had to kind of get back into focus pretty quick and understand that I am who I am regardless of where I've come from or what I've attached to in the past. I can still have all I need within myself. And I might talk about that in just a little bit. But also in that math I was talking about, the amount of houses that I'd lived in since I'd left that little hometown of Marupna, um, I did a little tally and I'd actually, up until now, I've lived in around about, that I can recall, about 22 homes that I've not just stayed at friends' places but have actually moved my stuff in and tried to create some kind of sense of belonging. So I don't know if that's normal or if that's less or more than most people. It felt like a lot, even though I'd only lived in two houses, uh, three houses in my hometown growing up. But then I've moved a lot since then. Sometimes it's been for work. I've had to be closer to big cities for, you know, contract reasons and performing and stuff. So there's lots of reasons why I've moved. But that house in the Blue Mountains really had my heart. And it definitely was a kind of house that built me feeling for me when I think back on it. Now, I mentioned this song is a single and it's uh, one that we made a music video for. So it was really important for me um, with anything with this record, whether it was the album or the songwriting, the stories, the way we spoke about it, the way it was perceived, just to make sure it was really representing how I felt and what my belief system was around this whole, this whole project. So I wanted to make sure that I didn't sound or appear bitter or angry or regretful or resentful because I really don't feel any of that stuff and I've certainly let go and moved on and worked through the whole process by the time I'm here with you talking about it so the people I had involved especially for the music video was so important that they got that and Rob Cox is someone I'd worked with um, multiple times actually throughout my career he's a, a, a really brilliant creative mind and so much fun to work with so he had an, a, a really good concept for this particular storyline for Haunted House and uh, he just captured it so beautifully Rob and his team worked with with me um, to make sure the story was being presented in a really creative and interesting way and I definitely think they've done that but I will say before you see it, we did have a lot of kissing scenes removed. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, some have described it as raunchy. However, it's um, imperative to the story. So check it out. Tamara Stewart TV, you can find my channel on YouTube. or It's also on the website. And uh, just a shout out to the beautiful Brit family, Joe Brit, and um, your whole wonderful family who... Uh, allowed us to take over and make a, a film set out of your home for a couple of days and uh it's just an awesome an awesome space to um to recreate this story so thanks you guys when i know we both moved on but tell me am i really gone how did she fall asleep in my haunted house can't you see the outline though hanging Long time the photographs you took down Can't you smell my perfume And all the sheets in the bedroom All the ones that I picked out How does she fall asleep In my haunted I heard a saying once that was um, 
It was like some years are designed to ask questions and some years are designed to answer them or some chapters are designed to ask questions and some some to answer. And I have to say that um, this whole recovery chapter that we're in, for me that I, that I went through, really was both. And I wonder if that's what this part of the journey truly is. It was a matter of, you know, I guess trying to work out the not the purpose of it all. I mean, it's quite obvious that we need to evolve and, and grow and the only way to do that is by kind of ripping apart and reforming. Um, but certainly the one thing I've really understood just from doing this podcast and kind of talking through it and, you know, I will be honest, it's very emotional um, for me to think about that house and to think about <clears throat> to, th- to think about um what it meant to me because that's something that I've always maybe we all do but it's I'm just talking for me it's something that I've always craved and um, although I love doing music and I love that it means traveling and living out of a suitcase and I love elements of that but the more I've done it definitely the novelty wears off real quick and I often look at you know girls I grew up with um, people that are maybe still back in Australia that that were coming through at the time I was that have, you know, settled down and have families and made new routes in new places and, um, and you know, and, and I don't want you to think for a second that I'm trying to sound like a victim or anything. I'm, I've made choices to do this and I'm grateful that I get to do it and, uh, I mean, it's always the grass is greener really and I wouldn't want to give this up. But I do and I have my whole life craved a home of my own where I can feel safe and where I can feel like I belong and I always thought that when I get a house, then I'll feel that. And, you know, this situation of this relationship had some, for me and the way that I felt, and I'm only here to tell my story, had moments when I really felt like I'd arrived at that place where I felt like I belonged somewhere. I could actually go ahead and have what is classified as a normal life finally, um, I'd, I'd finally fought and won that never being able to settle down feeling and, and, and here I was in this house, in this home with all of my things around me and, oh gosh, it is, it's very, and I am being very honest to say that I, I do think about that and I do hope that, um, that that is still going to be part of my story. I hope that I do find a home that I can stay in and collect some dust because that's definitely not been part of my story, Um, which I'm grateful for really to this point because I've never been as happy as I am now or learnt the things that I've learned. So it's, it's not with regret that I say that, but it gets me to thinking about what I really have learned. And at the end of the day, there's a peace and a freedom that I've found in me that I was never going to find in a building or a or bricks and mortar. Um, a good friend of mine, Court, said to me not long ago, I said, I just feel like I don't belong anywhere. Um, a little bit of a gypsy nomad, I guess. Um, although I have a place that I live here in Nashville, and but it's it's I'm yet to, to feel I'm doing a lot of touring and traveling around and I'm away for extended periods of time in the UK and, and back to Australia with um, commitments for music. So... Uh, I don't know what what that's going to look like for me. But uh, when I was talking to Court about it and I said, I just don't feel like I belong anywhere. She said, well, maybe maybe you belong everywhere. And 
I mean, it's a wonderful thought and very flattered to think I, I, I could do that, but I realise that it's actually an inside job. Um, and I now believe, have that fearlessness around, I know I can blow off anywhere and start up somewhere else and I'll be okay because everything that mattered I still have. And, I mean, I lost a lot of things and I'm – you know, I had to learn how to let go. <laughs> that is definitely what the moral of this story is when I think about this house and um, how meticulously I purchased furniture and picked colours of walls and, you know, invested so much of what I thought would bring me security in something that can be gone Um and I, I mean, I don't need to talk about the, the arrangements or whatever was made in the settlement or whatever. It's not, it's not so much about that. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, um, I'm not even thinking about that as I'm talking about this stuff. It's just, you know, especially living overseas, I arrived in Nashville with a suitcase and a guitar. And so I've had to learn to find my identity and my security within myself because, as much as it would be great to be able to, you know, rely on somebody else or someplace else, um, I do feel like I've had to find that in myself. With that being said, I definitely want to grow old somewhere. I definitely want to find some place where I can, you know, like I say, collect dust and, and feel settled. So anyway, I guess that's all I want to say about all of that. Um, it's hard to let go and it's hard to identify with places and things and um, I hope wherever you are in your journey that you uh, that you kind of at least understand what I'm talking about rambling about maybe you relate to it but it is it's been a, a real a real chapter for letting go for me and I'm grateful so grateful for those lessons taking a chance I couldn't take so what you can hear in the background there is the song for next week and uh, we will be up to episode number eight. And we're actually up to the title track, The Truth, The Music and Me. And I'm really looking forward to sharing the stories behind this particular song. It's one that came, was the last song to come, oh, almost the last song to come through um, for the record only a week before we went into the studio. So it was, it's crazy that it's actually summing up the whole album and it is the title track when it was, you know, there was a completely different title this record right up until that Thursday night when this song came through and um, I just can't wait to share it with you and as a stone falls midnight phone calls and I laid there all alone telling mama I'm alright here you can play me for how it changed me but somewhere between the and the rise, sick of the lies I swallowed my pride I still can't believe we made it out alive We made it out alive The truth, the music And me 
So next week, episode eight of The Truth, The Music and Me, the title track. So I'm looking forward to you joining us then. Hey, if you're in the UK or anywhere around the UK, uh, I'll be heading there this week to tour. I've got a, a couple of months, actually, I'll be spending in the UK with the release of the album. So... Head to my website, tamarastewartmusic.com or across all social media. Instagram is Tamara Stewart Music, Facebook, same, and you'll find me on Twitter. But we'll have the dates. So if you are listening in the UK or surrounding amazing countries and you're coming to a show, come and say g'day, hello, and let me know that you've been listening to the podcast and just reach out. Hey, just reach out. You know where we are. And until next week, take care of yourself. Thanks for listening. The true. The music. And me.